1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. Joining me once again is Jay Anglin, our Great Lakes Migration Editor for Waterfowl 360. Jay, what's going on, man?
2: Oh, you know, just preparing for this blizzard that's going to strike the western Great Lakes. And much of the country, it looks like cold, you know, just brutal cold. So, kind of batting down the hatches up here, getting out in front of it.
1: Yeah, and Jay is uh, headquartered there out of... Uh, northern indiana and you know hunts michigan indiana illinois i think he mentioned he was in southern indiana a little bit you know wanted to get him on the phone here because that is the topic of conversation across you know much of the country i mean it is it is about to get cold we have a major weather system coming in um, lots of chatter definitely around here at uh, national headquarters in memphis people are getting a little fired up to see that cold weather and snow hitting some of the northern and mid-latitude states and then it's even going to be brutally cold down here in the south where we are which uh we're a little unaccustomed to but as far as it goes for you jay you know what are you hearing um i think when i talked to you earlier you mentioned something about you know wisconsin still had a bunch of birds and michigan and a lot of those places are going to empty out right oh
2: you know i think a lot of the birds you see in those states are you know they're going to hang on as absolute as long as they can if they have moving water you know let's say a power plant you know um, discharge that keeps the water, fro- you know, from from freezing. You know, I always say those are our winter birds, and you know, southern Wisconsin and Michigan and northern Ohio, these places, we, northern Indiana, northern Illinois, we have those birds, especially the urban birds that find those little nooks and crannies that stay open. But you know, for the fo- for the most part, if you're a mallard or a Canada goose out in rural Indiana or southern Michigan, you know, and we're supposed to, you know, they just upgraded our forecast. I mean, we're pushing where I live 30 inches by the weekend, if you count lake effect and system snow. So that's clearly going to move a lot of birds. Um, I think also we still have a few, you know, not you know there's gadwall here and there i've seen a few green wings here and there widgeon uh, i i was kind of stunned how many people are still seeing widgeon around here still uh at this stage it's pretty unusual all those birds are definitely going to go bye-bye if not you know right before the storm i mean right now they should be heading out it's cold right now to be honest with you
1: yeah and i, I was just hunting in uh central indiana last weekend and uh you know, we shot, gadwall, widgeon. you know, mallards, of course. Um, but I was surprised to see the wigeon. But with this storm system, all those wetland feeding uh, species, your green wings, gadwalls, widgeon those things are gone. You know, there's, they're not going to have anywhere to hang around up there. So, and and I think the big question here is, you know, where are these birds going to end up? I mean, it's going to be six degrees here in memphis on friday so uh, i think a lot of people are really looking at some big water you know mississippi river is going to come into play here um and i'm sure you know those with uh you know boats and access up north north of us here they're going to be doing the same thing i know my buddies there in indiana are looking at the wabash river valley illinois river is going to come into play probably a little more um what are you hearing up there in illinois
2: well, Illinois, you know, is way below right now in terms of like the Illinois River Valley and Mississippi River Valley, which, are, you know, of course, we I harp on it all the time about how they draw so many birds through there. But as of last uh, survey last week um, by the guys, you know, the folks at Forbes over there... Um, they're way below average. So really, I mean, those birds have been, you know, it's been a stronghold through the, throughout the season. So, you know, there's a food deficit at this point and now you're going to throw in ice. I mean, forget about it. They're going to lose a ton of birds. So birds that are forced to roll on down and are, you know, the birds that just hug the ice line, the snow line, you know, they're going to have those birds bounce down, maybe out of Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, you know, over here, it's the big river valleys. You already mentioned the wall bash. Of course, you know, I talked to you, I was down there. Uh, yesterday, uh, kind of hunting that Wabash River uh, Valley. And man, I mean, it was it was already loading up because the last time we talked, I talked about how I felt like there was gonna be a big push. And you mentioned you were going down there or up there for you, down there for me. Um, and I said, boy, you're hitting it right on the nose. And really you did. Because that was a big wave of birds right there. And honestly, I think a lot of the birds of this system that's coming in would have normally pushed out. They've already gone down. So the thing that you mentioned, also this remarkable broad range, frigid, single digit temperature, um you know it's kind of unprecedented in a lot of ways i don't you know birds that are pushing to find open water they're probably going to find about the same thing further south so um you know who knows how smart they are in those little brains of theirs they might figure out a place they might just decide you know what there's no point in migrating we could just stay here and live in this little puddle for a few days so it's hard it's really kind of hard telling what's going to happen
1: yeah i mean it's a it's a total crack shoot you know you never know. Obviously, we don't know, you know, exactly where, you know, these birds are necessarily going. You can't pinpoint it. But yeah, I mean, it's, we did a Louisiana migration alert and, you know, Louisiana has a lot of birds right now or or significantly more than they had in November, which is good. Uh, But, you know, they're going to pick up ducks too, but I was just kind of looking at their forecast and they're going to, Northern Louisiana is going to be, you know, frigid, you know, for them, you know, in the teens and all the way down to the coast, looks like it could be in the 20s, you know, low 30s, you know, potential freeze in some of those ponds. Like you said, you know, you just don't really know where these things are going to end up. More than likely, uh, a lot of these, you know, the the birds that are getting pushed out of the Great Lakes region are going to follow these major river corridors and and at least have some open water to hang out in. Uh, Have you heard anything out of uh, Ohio?
2: Yeah, so Ohio, um, it's kind of funny. We talked about Ohio the last time, and, you know, a lot of that, you 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 kind of have to read between the lines sometimes. Um, But at at this point, I think you're, it's, you know, pretty, you can be pretty confident that they're going to have a lot of ice issues in those big key areas along um, the Lake Erie coast and, and that, you know, from one end to the other. Um, And really that has been kind of the stronghold as usual. And so, you know, Lake St. Clair in Michigan, Ontario um, in Northwest Ohio, uh, you know, Lake Erie, that whole corridor, the Detroit river, um, the Maumee river, all those places, they're you know traditionally hold birds in the winter. Those are going to definitely push birds out. Uh, it just there's just no way they can hang on um, with those kinds of temps and the wind. You're going to have you know a lot of water, a lot of wind agitation on these big waters. Will 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 you know kind of keep the ice down uh, at least initially. But what will happen is, and it happens on the rivers too, is you get pack ice and flow ice, and it starts to build up along the shoreline, and so you know, it forces birds to go out and, and seek areas out in open water offshore, which is great for the birds because they can go and ride away for a few days. But for hunters, it's pretty much impossible to, um, you know, target those birds. So, you know, they kind of go into survival mode. And I think you might be able to find a couple of mallards on a drainage ditch eating watercress that's somewhere that's spring fed here in Northern Indiana. But if you want, if you know, if you're, a, if you're the average duck, you're definitely going to be looking for those big water areas, as you mentioned, big river valleys, big open reservoirs uh, with a good uh, catch, you know, as fetching the wind, you know, crossway, you know, cross current that keeps the open water open. But uh, just talking to a friend of mine that was muskie fishing yesterday on a big lake in northern Indiana here, they couldn't find any access to the lake because all the boat ramps were already frozen. So man, that, that kind of puts it in perspective. I mean, we're already really kind of starting out here with the big ice issue. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it sounds like you know that that's going to be the story for a lot of those mid-latitude hunters i know my buddies that are there in central indiana are potentially even eyeballing, uh, some doing some ice fishing next week. They're like, eh, you know, we could get some, <laughs> you know, their, their season's still in for sure. But you know, they're looking at some alternative activities when this thing really sets in. And, uh, I think that's the unprecedented nature of it, that that cold weather goes all the way South. Um, and you know, one thing you did a couple last week, you did a couple alerts, um, in the Northeast. So you were kind of calling around. So do you have any updates up there in kind of new England? I know you talked to a couple sea duck guys and, uh, You know, you have a little update for that area.
2: Yeah. So salt, of course, doesn't freeze like freshwater. Um, So, you know, along those coastal areas, you have these coastal zones and then you have these inland zones, you know, Massachusetts and Connecticut and, you know, et cetera. I mean, a lot of those places are coming towards the end of their season anyway, but really they've been looking for ice, you know, inland to drive birds to the coast. Uh, They already picked up a lot of their black ducks. Um, you know, in Canada's and, uh, sort of, you know, your late season, season stronghold mallards and all that. Um, I suspect that any of the, you know, softer ducks as we, I call them soft ducks up here, but any of the other species, you know, you know, there's a few woodies probably bobbing around here and there, but those are going to skedaddle and then everything else is just going to, you know, pile into the coastline and the big river estuaries. And so the guys along the coast are already absolutely stacked with options on, on sea ducks, divers. Now you're going to throw in that puddle duck element. Um, I I would say life's going to be real good on the East coast. And that could be said to some degree in some parts of the great lakes, maybe Lake Ontario, Um, you know, but again, it's the, it's, it's the ability to access it. And of course, absolutely critical to mention the safety factor. Um, Having had a real big mistake when I was in high school that almost cost me my life, my brother and I both, um, I cannot stress enough. If you decide to go out into this stuff with those temps, you have to be prepared. Of course, cell phones have made things a lot easier for us to, to uh, you know, get rescued. But um, it's just not worth it. And I mean, I, it sounds like, a, you know, the old guy on the porch, you know, get off my lawn. But the bottom line is <laughs> it's not worth a couple ducks to go out and risk your life. So just use really, you know, a ton of caution when planning these hunts out the next uh, you know week to 10 days.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that goes up all throughout the country. I mean, when it, temperatures drop like this, it can get it can get dangerous real quick. You hit that water and you're, you're in big trouble, you better have a plan. So, and we've talked about that quite a bit on this podcast. Um, hopefully people kind of take it to heart for sure.
2: I think a lot of younger guys tend to kind of look over it, a little, you know, kind of gloss over it. it. Just, And I don't mean that as an insult, but it's just they haven't been around long enough to realize how bad it can get. This is definitely one of those times, so.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've got all these, you know, very shallow agricultural fields throughout the Mid-South, rice, um, these pumped up fields, and they're they're going to be out of business for about, you know, three, four, maybe upwards of five days. They're going to be locked solid. So, a lot of guys are already talking about, and you know, I've heard guys saying Arkansas River, you know, a lot of people hunt the White River, although there's not a ton of water over there quite yet. You know, Mississippi, There's I just had lunch with a guy who's like, yep, we're planning on hunting the Mississippi this weekend. And I'm like, okay, you know, make sure you're prepared. You Make sure you know what you're doing when you get out there because it can, it can go south pretty quick. Well, Jay, man, before I get you out of here, um, last question, I always ask you, how is the fishing and what are you going to do when it gets this cold? Do you just lock it up and shut it down?
2: Well, it's interesting. I had a trip today that was postponed. I mean, we've been so spoiled with these warm falls that are, you know, Warm falls and, and w- early winters And uh, boy it's awfully cold it's 30 And I'm just laughing because 30 degrees in the big bad World of winter steelhead is like balmy So um, fishing's still Good I mean I've caught them in water that's Almost liquid ice and so um, But yeah it's, I mean how many People want to go out and stand in you know 16 degrees And steelhead fish um, I know I don't Want to take people to do that so uh, Yeah I kind of lock it down I mean uh, I'll probably fish tomorrow And, uh, and then after that I'm going to pack The boat away and wrap things up and you know tighten up the cover and, uh, you know, wait for the thaw, you know, a week or so out, you know, out, but well, then we'll have water issues around here. So yeah, but fishing's good, man. I mean, it just, it's, it is what it is. It just got to roll with the punches. Cool.
1: Sound, it actually sounds really cold. You just describing that. So, uh, I'm just thinking, man, <laughs> that, that sounds frigid standing out there fishing, but uh, I'm sure it's awesome. Well, Jay, man, this has been great. Uh, nice little update. Uh, I think people, um, out there should start, you know, making preparations for, this cold weather, you know, it's definitely, you know, migration. You know, the migration will be on. Uh, people keep their eyes peeled, and that pr- pretty much goes all across the country. You know, this is pretty wide, widespread, and um, these cold, freezing temps are going to push all the way down to the coast, even into deep into Texas. So uh, be prepared for that. And, uh, Jay, you got anything else you want to leave them with? No, just get out there and enjoy the holidays and get out there and just be safe. Awesome. Hey, man, and you have a Merry Christmas. You too. I'd like to thank my guest Jay Anglin for coming on the show and sharing a little insight, kind of the mid-latitude states of the Great Lakes and Northeast, and uh, sharing some migration information on the just before this big storm hits. I'd like to thank our producer Chris Isaac for putting the show together, getting it out to you, and I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the DU Podcast and supporting wetlands conservation.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DUPodcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. Stay tuned to the Ducks.